Hello, welcome to my King James Bible verse for today's podcast. Please stay tuned to listen to this channel. Please be generous to donate money to support this podcast, thank you. Today my topic is, the anguish of life, how to overcome the difficulties of life among, disappointment and sadness. Let us turn to, Book of Ecclesiastes, Chapter 9, Verses, 11 to 12. King James Bible. I returned, and saw under the sun, that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. For man also knoweth not his time, as the fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare. So are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falleth suddenly upon them. Now let us turn to the following passages, Book of James chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Let the brother of low degree rejoice in that he is exalted, but the rich, in that he is made low because as the flower of the grass he shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner risen with a burning heat, but it withheareth the grass, and the flower thereof falleth, and the grace of the fashion of it perisheth, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. Next, read the text from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 7 to 18, For we brought nothing into this world, and we can certainly carry nothing out. And having food and raiment let us be there with content. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith, and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things, and before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unreputable, until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings, and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen, nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Charge them that are rich in this world, that they are not in minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. That they do good, that they are rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate. Book of Job chapter 2, verses 9 to 10, Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God, and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. 
Both pagan infidels and Christians often ask, is God unfair? The same hard working is why some people can get wealth much easier. While some people live in poverty all their lives. Could it be that God only blesses the rich and forsakes the poor Christians? I answer this question from a biblical point of view. First, the Bible says that God will never forsake his saints, so why keep being skeptical? Just believe. Second, what is said in the 9th to 11th verses of the first chapter of James, let the poor rejoice because God's logic is not the same as ours. They are poor, but they are not lacking in anything eventually. God will raise them when they have faith. On the contrary, for the wealthy people who prosper in their way only persist for seasons. God isn't prejudiced against anyone because he is righteous. He allows those wicked people to be rich to condemn them. Also that many people will start to seek justice and judgment from God. Therefore, God can be glorified. If those people are proud of being rich and trust their money for their whole life and never serve God, then what do you think where will they go when they die? They all end up in hell, of course. God is just and righteous, no question about it. The just God will justify the saints and compensate them accordingly. Any one of us who does anything or says anything must be responsible for our deeds and be judged by the Lord Jesus when we die. In the New Testament, it is often said that some Christians suffer because they believed in Jesus, such as poverty, disease, persecution, and so on. Those people might be suffering for righteousness' sake, partaking in the suffering of Jesus, so we can be also glorified with him. Sometimes, people are suffering because of sin issues in their lives. Don't listen to some false pastors and false prophets, what they will say is that if you are a true Christian, every month, you have to pay the tithe of your income on time, then by doing so you will only be wealthier than others. It is a complete heresy and witchcraft because they also claim that all diseases are going to leave you, and you will never suffer. Don't listen to them, they are all big liars, who serve the devil only. Although rich people can enjoy some things that poor people cannot enjoy, the Bible says that a person's life is like a shadow. Time goes by very quickly and all of the vain glories of man will vanish. Everything is vanity. We came into this world naked, and we will die naked and become ashes when we die. Nothing can be taken away. We rely on the Lord Jesus to share the glory and wealth in the kingdom of God in the future. Although the temporal life is impoverished, eternal life in heaven is worth living forever with Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, I said that cause I trust what the Bible says. If you still do not believe that the authority of the Bible is absolute unshakable truth, it means that you have not been born again. The Bible also says that those who are rich cannot be satisfied whatsoever because we will satisfy our possessions only when we serve and obey God. All greedy humans and lust are falling into the abyss and perish. People who love money and the world will only fall into various temptations and be snared by the devil. They will become the target of Satan's attack and be destroyed. So there is always something we don't understand about God. 
We must trust God at all times to prove that we have true faith. If we can understand all things that God is doing, then there is no meaning to being faithful. No one is a counselor of God. Don't be jealous of others. Nothing in this world that happens can pass on without God's permission. In other words, those who are rich if they serve themselves rather than God, are truly in deep trouble. Prosperity won't outweigh God's wrath more than salvation and the true blessing. Third, in the Old Testament, Book of Job, Chapter 2, Verse 10 says that when we have received a lot of goodness, don't forget that we should also be prepared to accept some of the sufferings of life. In my 49 years of life, I have seen many examples. Abraham once said well in the book of Genesis, the Old Testament, because God will not respect persons, he will righteously compensate people according to their deeds. Balance of fairness and justice is coming on the scale of eternal life, otherwise, God cannot be the judge of the whole world and judge all mankind. Always remember this and keep looking forward to the salvation of the Lord Jesus. Don't despair, depression is a curse given by the devil of Satan to torture you. I have seen many examples. Although those rich people enjoy vain glory and wealth, they are healthy and firm that so many people envy, when they get older, they are crushed by God in many places. Because life without God is so desolate and futile, no amount of money can buy the joy of true Christians who have a true relationship with God. God is fair and just. The person who Jesus Christ loves the most is faithful and humble children of God. When you don't have any higher education to brag about, humble and meek children do not know how to compete with others to excel in others to win the whole world. Also, those brothers with low degrees are the closest to God. According to my observation, many wealthy people and highly educated people are sorrowful in another aspect, their wives die early, or they get divorced, or their children's disobedience. Many diseases, like cancer, love to torment wealthy people as well. I will not give examples one by one. Another example is that there are forest fires in California every year because global warming makes it the perfect place to set fires, and many wealthy people's villas and mansions are burned to ashes. Take a look at the book of Job. Job received the most blessings, but he also has to be tested in the suffering trial. Why? Isn't Job the righteous servant of God? Shouldn't the righteous people not suffer for any reason? What if God willingly brings any glory from the sufferings and it pleases God to allow evil to occur? The true God we believe in, the Lord Jehovah, who hates pride and loves to repay those who are humble and faithful. Many wealthy people, with almost no surprise, are too arrogant to trust their prosperity, overlook others and be ungrateful. Who cross the river and break the bridge? They forget who made them rich. Just like the Jews in the prosperous time, why did they end up being captured by foreign nations as slaves? Because of pride. The Bible says, those who love money more than anything else, who are rich are very difficult to enter the kingdom of heaven, much harder than a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Jesus Christ once said to a rich young man, sell all you have to the poor, and follow me.
It can be seen that you must surrender all things to follow Jesus into the kingdom of heaven, to verify that you do have true faith. You can't love gold and silver or jewelry and also glimpse the glory of heaven at the same time. You can't worship money, fame, and success in the world at the same time as you serve and worship God, Jehovah. This is simply impossible. Remember, what made Satan and the devil become Satan? Satan was one of the archangels, but he is arrogant about his talents and abilities and thus rebelled against God and turned into a devil. So don't think that Christians will not fall or ever abandon faith unless you humble yourself first. I have seen many pastors lose their jobs because they fell and sinned. Being a rich Christian might not be blessed as you think, it might be the reason that they have decided to serve Satan instead. Being a poor Christian is suffering because of the faith or sins, who knows? If it is caused by faith, then rewards and blessings will eventually come in the future. The rich Christians have enjoyed their vain life and didn't notice any reason to be so rich. It is dangerous to live without knowing God's will. It required much faith and hope to be able to believe that God is fair and just. In the end, my conclusion is, look at what the Bible says, don't be afraid or infatuated. Don't love the world, if anyone covets the world, then the love of God is not found in him. So, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven because this world is full of greed, lust, and sin, all of which God hates the most. When the world ends, all these lusts and greed will fade away and will never be found again. Only the word of God will always prevail. God loves you. Hi, everyone who loves Jesus Christ daily in your lifestyle and who loves to read Bible, especially King Chen Bible. Welcome to my channel. You will be ha happy to have watching my, my channels. All the information here is biblical and is for Holy Ghost, the results of meditating the Holy Ghost. Now I'm going to talk about the topic. Jesus Christ saved us. Jesus Christ saved us. And look at the book of Luke. Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Book of Matthew, chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The wide disparity between rich and poor in this unfair, unjust, unequal, and unequal secular society is the cause of despair. We all need Jesus Christ as a savior to deliver to be delivered and saved. Everyone in this world must live in a scrupulous way, making many irreversible decisions. 
to sustain and survive in society. Sin is the biggest issue in our chaotic, violent, and most dangerous, ungrateful world. Only Jesus Christ can fix our problem if we let him do it. Human reason is subject to biblical scrutiny of thinking. Many people rather reject the Bible and Jesus Christ in their whole lifetime while acquiesces to live in the total despair and animosity. They agonize the loneliness quietly, then they die hopelessly and went to hell for eternity. How sad in their destiny to hell is a, merely a human tragedy. Jesus Christ can deliver us from evil and bondage of sinful nature if we trust him wholeheartedly. However, I believe sometimes the more leading education you get, the more difficult to believe in God because we trust, we tend to trust science that easy to find in the textbook then difficult, it's difficult to find in the Bible. I mean, who can read the Bible about something you don't see? You can read in the textbook and see everything around us. The physics, chemistry, biology. So it's, it's difficult to, for people to know any knowledge for the salvation they need. I mean, look around you and watch people who have the most advanced education degrees are doing. They tend to rationalize everything in scientific reasoning and detest religion willingly. I strongly believe that I can bring the most possible and convincing evidence in philosophical analyze and theological theological argument to them. Even so, they just can't believe it. They don't believe it because they have demons. We're all born with demons. And demon is the spy that will make you be part of, outside of salvation. The funny part is that not because we fail to bring the most persuasive and compelling evidence to them so they will believe our report because they just don't even care what indication of truth is presented to them. They can out-reason any well-trained evangelist and apologist and turn truth to be false and vice versa. They can say truth is false and false is true because they don't care they are serving Satan, they're serving demon inside their soul. It is not hard at all to believe in Jesus Christ and get to heaven. If you want to follow Jesus, it's the only way to go to heaven. Serving God is the only way to extend your life and go to heaven and have a peaceful life. But people choose not to. God loves you and cares for you. But people just don't believe it. So there's no way, no way out. It's up to you to make a decision. As long as you are believed wholeheartedly and trust what the Bible has said, your life will change to a degree 
that you have never imagined. All you have to do is to allow Jesus Christ's jurisdiction in your life, jurisdiction in your life, accept Him into your life, let God control you, let Jesus be the King of your life, He will bring deliverance. We all need deliverance from this evil uh, satanic power. Only Jesus can give you the freedom and deliver you out of the bondage of sin, the captivity of sin, loneliness, power of darkness, and rejection of life that permeates our, our life. Only Jesus can save us and do that in real very quick if we choose. Now this is the end of my episode. Thank you so much and keep follow up and watching my my episode my future episodes. Thank you and goodbye. Take care. Hi, hello to everyone who is seeking continually, continuously seeking for the word of God, for the knowledge and wisdom that cannot be found anywhere outside the Holy Scripture, the King James Bible that I'm teaching you, preaching now, is the Holy Scripture, the authenticated, the most authenticated Word of God is more accurate than any other version of Bible. Today I'm going to talk about the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament, book of Proverbs, chapter 22, verse 16. He that oppressed the poor to increase his riches, and he that giveth to the riches shall surely come to one. Let me repeat again. He that oppressed the poor to increase his riches, and he that give to the riches shall surely come to one. In this message, in this message, the author is teaching us that God is warning us who oppressed in the poor to become rich. Anyone who wants to be rich by trying to do himself well, himself wishing, wishing, washing, he, he, he tried to be rich by oppress the poor will never walk. If you want to be rich, be a, a tax. You want to get a tax from, from the, the community and, and by oppressing the poor all you get is waste of your time you will have many wants you will want to buy a lot of things you go to shopping in a department store you go to super mall and wasted all your money the more you 
the more you get, the more money you earn, the more you spend, and by the balance, you don't get anything. Only the one who is serving God, who is seeking God and serving God for his purpose, God will bless him to be rich. So the riches, the rich does not come by our own will, but by Jehovah's, the Almighty God's will. If God wants you to be rich, that means he wants you to spread the gospel, to preach the gospel to the poor and to help the poor, to donation, donate the money to the poor, feeding the poor. So God wants you to be rich. Doesn't mean he wants you to be happy with your money. But you have to help the poor. If you don't help the poor, then why you want to be rich? You want to buy a car, buy, buy staff, buy house that is to promote your own arrogance, to promote your own boasting life. God does not, not, never do that. So anyone who oppress the poor, trying to, to extortion, extort, extortion money from the poor will never be rich, even though he or she is thinking that he is rich, but it's not. It's poor in spirit, it's poor in, in salvation. That means you, you are not going to heaven. Because God loves the poor. God loves the humble and God loves the poor needy. And if anyone who tries to hurt the poor, God will revenge against, against you. So any bank, we see many banks in this world have, uh, is uh, constantly oppressing the poor right now. They're constantly increasing the interest rate of borrowing money, the, the bank loan, the, the mortgage. By trying to make himself rich, they just murder and destroy many poor people. Many poor people have left the houses uh, even bankrupt. God is not going to condone that kind of action. So if you want to be rich by doing your own stuff, you're not going to be blessed by God. You want to bless by yourself, you will, all you do is turn to ash and dust. You will never walk. You will pay a big price and regret that you've done that. So in order to be rich, you must help the poor. And God can give you rich, but it's not does not mean that God only give you the the money for make yourself glorify yourself, but to help others to distribute the blessing of God to others equally. So in this sentence, in this book of Proverbs chapter twenty two verse sixteen, he that bless the poor to increase his riches and he that give to the riches shall surely come to one. You will buy a lot of stuff. Many people earn a lottery. 
but sooner or later they spend, they squander all the money into buying unnecessary stuff. Then they regret. So, by making yourself rich, it never work. It doesn't work. You will spend, fast spend, more money than you earn. And it's waste your time. Thank you for watching my episodes. And God loves you and take care. See you next time. Hi to everyone who are interested in Holy Scripture, King James Bible or any other version of the Bible who are seeking kingdom God and His righteousness. Today I'm going to talk about a topic in the book of Exodus in the Old Testament after the Genesis, the Exodus chapter 16, 21, verse 21. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. Exodus chapter 16, verse 21. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed it hot, it melted. In this verse, God is telling us why the world is full of starvation and poverty. Why this world is full of unfairness and injustice. Why rich people are extremely rich, extremely opulent, extremely luxury, full of luxury and wasting a lot of money and purchasing uh, unnecessary goods. Why poverty people don't even, don't even have food for a meal, for a, a, a breakfast, um, lunch or dinner. They don't have a daily bread. When rich people can spend money on, on jewelry, in gold and silver, in expensive sport cars, expensive apartment, expensive mansions, expensive villa, expensive house. Because the rich people accumulate money and they don't even distribute to poor. They are selfish, egotistical, self-centered people. They highlight high-minded, high look. They boasted their money by spending more money they earn and not even want to want to dispense some part of it to the poor community. Rich people get more rich, poverty get more more poor because 
the, the society we are living in are full of people are selfish, self-centered. We have more abundantly when we are blessed by God. We, we have income. There is more enough for our daily bread, full of raiment. The Bible said, full of raiment, that you shall be content. But most of us accumulate the money in a bank and not even try to share to somebody who are lack, who are in sufficiency, in sufficiency of daily bread. And many are na- naked, not even covered. No, no clothing for them to cover the cold in the winter. So God knows our hearts. God knows we are greedy. We are greedy devil. We are greedy. People are greedy. Even though they have more abundance for them to buy and sell, they still want to hide it for themselves. The accumulated possession. So God feed Israelites in the Passover after they cross Red Sea and God feed them with manna and the manna cannot maintain very long because when the morning the, the sun, sun rise and the hot heat made the manna stinks it stinks so bad it cannot be eaten so that Israelites will distribute the ex- excessive of the food to, to the poor community, to those who are not gathered. Who gather less are not less. Uh, who gather more will not be too much. Will not be over much. So God condemned the greedy people in this world. When when rich get more rich, the poor become extremely poor. God wants us to share our blessing, our income, our time and efforts to the poor needy and not to hide our mercy, hide our compassion uh, and not give it to anybody. Freely receive, we shall freely give. If God gave us money and possession, we have to freely give because we are unprofitable servants. We cannot do anything without God. God feeds us. We don't feed ourselves. God feeds us to have, to give us a living. So we shall spread the excessive possession and food and raiment to the poor who in lack of them. This is the end of my episode. Thank you so much for watching this episode. God love you every day and as you uh, gather more knowledge in the scripture, the scripture feeds your soul and make you happy, peace and joy. There's no other things that you can buy to make you peace and joy and happy. Unless you read the Bible every day, 
you will be happy and truly happy, I guarantee. Thank you, goodbye, and take care. Hello to everyone who watching my channel, King Chen Bible Preaching and Bible Study. In our channel, we talk about the true word of God. We are not talking about theology, nothing of institutional seminary program, but it's practical, it's biblical, and it's meditated day and night, a result of the Holy Ghost consultation, consulting that is a true, inerrant word of God that we preach. Today I'm going to talk about in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament book of Micah, the prophet Micah, chapter 7, verse 8. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in the darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. I repeat again, rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. In these verses, we conclude that even the saints in the Old Testament have failed in one part of area of their life. They are not perfect. In the book of, in the New Testament, in the book of Psalms, God said, if you said you are perfect, you are perverted. In the book of Psalms and in the book of Romans, in the New Testament, also said that if, if you say you are perfect, if you have no sin, you call God, you, you are a liar. If you say you have not sinned, then you call God a liar. People sin. Christian, not Christian, have sin issue. Because they are not perfect. The carnal, carnal minded who are living in flesh is subject to the, to sin. So people fail. In the, in the Bible, in the Bible time, biblical people also fail, also sin in in their life. So, do we have sin? We do have sin in our in our life. And the, when we sin, we confess and repent of our sin and move on, so that we not. Stay in the in the debris of our failure, our defeat. We are not looking back. We are looking forward to the future that we should not enjoy sin, but enjoy the forgiveness of God, the remission of sin. So sometimes our enemy will will laugh, question. Say so that you, you fail, you fall again, you sin again. You are nothing just like pagan Evadel. They are all wrong. Pagan Evadel has sin issue, but they don't 
recognize it as a sin. They say it is okay. It's normal. It's very ordinary to ha- have that fault. They don't recognize it as a sin. They say it is fault. So even Christians have sinned, but repentance will bring God's mercy and grace. Without repentance, without confession, the sin remains still. So Christians have sinned because they failed, because they obeyed the flesh, not obey the Holy Ghost. If you obey the Holy Ghost, you will not sin. But we have flesh that dwell no good things. Apostle Paul said, I have flesh that dwell no good things. It's desperately wicked and deceitful. So flesh is the source of sin. It's a problematic that will cause failure and, failure and fall. So that we cannot walk with God, with power, with righteousness. So failure in, in Christian life is occurring sometime in our lives that we have to repent and confess sin to God. And then God will forgive us and then have mercy and grace and give us strength. The strength of not sin again comes from God, not come from us, not from within us. If we say we cannot sin because I have power to stop sinning, that is self-righteous, that is deception, to deceive people, to boasting about our own power. That is heresy. The strength of not sin again is from God alone, not from Anybody, not from preacher, not from pastor. The strength of not going to sin again. Because of lust, human have flesh. Flesh lust against, against spirit, and spirit lust. Spirit is enemy of, of the, the flesh. So the spirit is enemy of flesh, and flesh lust against spirit. So you cannot live without sin if you have a flesh attached to it. Your only way to prevent sin is to obey the Holy Ghost, is to walk with the Spirit and not walk with the flesh because the flesh lost all the time. Our flesh is egotistical, it's finicky. We do have lost many things. Uh, for pressure, for pride of life. So only way to prevent be a sinner again is not to follow after the flesh, but to follow the Holy Ghost. This at the end of my episode. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Hi, to everyone who are interested in King James Bible preaching, the fundamental and biblical Christianity 
that we have a beautiful sound doctrine in King James Bible, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the gospel, with joy and peace, we shall share this kind of beautiful preaching every day to believer and unbeliever also. Today I'm going to talk about a doctrine that can be found in in the book of James, chapter 3, verse 14 to 15. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthy, sensational, and devilish. devilish. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descended not from the above, but is earthy, sensational, and devilish. devilish. This means that if we are servants of God, sometimes we have temptation and the carnal-minded, carnal feeling of bitterness. If something happened to our life, something mis mishap that happened in our, our life, we have bitterness. Uh, sometimes we are feeling of betrayal and abandoned by God, or depression, anxiety, worry. We shall warn us that this kind of feeling is not normal. This kind of feeling is from the devil. To bitter against God, to crouch against God, or oh, my income is not enough. My paying job is not in higher enough. And other say, sinners have a higher position, but how about me? If you have the bitterness, that you don't receive enough blessing. You see, you are envying people who have much blessed in his life. That kind of bitterness and envying and jealousy and strife in our hearts is dangerous and poisoning. It's a silly thinking. When we have that kind of feeling, don't be glorified ourselves. Don't say that I, I am have this kind of feeling because God is not treating me well and not lying against the truth mean if we have sin we should confess it don't just hide it out oh, that's normal it's okay that everybody sin who never sin don't lie against the truth don't say the truth in the Bible is Nothing matter. It's not objectively truth. When the Bible said every word of God is pure and it's truth for doctrine, for reproof, for, for edifying church, we shall not say that the, the truth may not be true. We shall not lie against it. We shall obey the gospel, obey 
Jesus Christ, if we said we belong to Jesus, we should belong to Jesus. Our heart also should belong to Jesus. Our doctrine, our meditating day and night, everything in our hearts should be belong to Jesus. Otherwise, we are not lying against the truth. We are hypocrites, charlatans. So when we have bitterness, envy, strife, and grouching spirit against God or against other co-workers or other brethren, that kind of heart, that kind of attitude is very dangerous poisoning. It's from the demon. It may, might be from demon inside of us, from Satan's array attack, from the world. The worldly lust, the sensational, and from the devil. So we should be aware that not to keep holding on it until another day. If we keep holding on it and allow it to to prolong in our life, we are not going to be a good servant of God. We are not going to serve God well. Because that is, that was attempt to mock our faith. When devil mock our faith, we are hypocrites, we are powerless. We are tempted over time and we will fail. We will sin. Sin in, in, in small matter, but later become big matter. If we allow sin to prolong, in, in our life, it will become a big matter that will jeopardize our ministry, jeopardize the Christian testimony. So don't allow this to prolong uh, in our life. Kill it, hate it, denounce it, renounce it, reject it with a fully intent and love God. Let God love you if you feel that God doesn't love you. Hate that kind of idea, that idea from Satan. Otherwise we will sin. We will make excuses of sin. Say that because God doesn't love me, why should I sit? Not sit again. I'm chastised myself in vain. I'm cleansed my heart in vain. I'm washing my innocence in vain. That is an excuse. That is the devil's wisdom. That is to make ourselves more sinful and we should reject it. It's from the devil. Now, this is the end of my video. Thank you for watching my video series and goodbye. God love you. Take care of yourself. Goodbye.